My name is Augustine. I'm so excited to host you in this conversation that I'm having right now with my man, Colin Crook. We're actually on Zoom right now. We're not even in person. I wish I just had the budget where I could fly out and interview people, but that's not that's not my life right now. So we got Zoom. Thank God for Zoom. So I got my man, Colin Crook here. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, but first give context. Colin was uh, we got connected at ORU. He was a student um, through ORU Missions. Uh, he was uh, a chaplain, a head chaplain. And so his path and my path kept crossing and we just became really close. Um, I really respect Colin. Um, and I'm intertwined in his story with his now wife when they met at ORU. But I'll let Colin share that part of the story because I don't want to take all his thunder. So, Colin, welcome to the Sonship and Sexuality Podcast, man. I'm glad you're here. Bro, first thing I got to say is it's about time, man. <laughs> what is this, season two, and you finally decide to have me on? My oh, goodness. It's season what's, three. What's the deal? Thanks, thanks for paying attention. Season three is underway. But. Season three, my bad. No, but I'm going to go ahead and speak in faith and say season four, you'll be able to fly and interview people. Oh, come on. So. In faith. Let's yeah, go. yeah, yeah, it's coming. But no, nah, yeah. So we've known each other for a couple of years now. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Colin. Uh, I graduated from Oral Roberts in 2020 uh, during the middle of a pandemic. So it was it was kind of an insane time to be dating, to be graduating, yep. finding a job. A lot of crazy stuff was going on. And yep. Augustine played a huge part in um, kind of pastoring me through that. So appreciate it. I'm excited to be on. Uh, I'm a, I'm currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, my wife, Cammie, and I, we moved out here about a year ago to uh, be a part of Elevation Church, where now she is on staff at Elevation as a recruiter with their HR team. And I am our eKids director, also our, known as our children's ministry at our main location in Valentine. So we love it here. God's doing a lot of really cool things through Elevation Church. And um, it's good to get connected with you, man. It's good to talk to you again. Man, and if y'all... If y'all know Colin, then you know, like basically every year he was at ORU, he had new Elevation merch he was wearing, he had Elevation t-shirts, hats, beanies, mugs, cups. He probably had shoes that were custom designed by Stephen Furtick or something. That's that's a little that's a little extreme. But Some people say like, speak it into existence. He wore it into existence. He just started wearing the stuff. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's working Here we are there. a couple years later. So. <laughs> no, nah, man, it's funny. And then, you know, for... Uh, uh, his wife, Cami. So I was able to officiate their wedding in California. And so it was so fun being a part of that. And you guys have been married for how long now? Four and a half months, April 24th, the best day of my life. Um, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful day and it was so cool having you guys there. And, um, it was, it was almost like, a you know, a miracle that day, everything that we went through to get there just in the middle of a pandemic planning a wedding, it was not ideal, um, went through a lot to get there, but it was yeah. an amazing day, best day of, of our life for sure. And yeah. four and a half months in, man, we're doing great. Love married yeah. life. Come on. I love that. Hopefully, well, hopefully after this podcast, we help some other uh, people get on track towards, towards marriage. Maybe yes. come on. I guess we'll see. We'll see. I guess that's, hopefully this is helpful. That's a great bridge into kind of what we're going to be talking about today, Colin. And so we're going to be talking about kind of what I'm labeling dating 101 for men. Okay. Dating 101 for men. So for you that are men that are listening to this podcast, this specifically is geared towards you. However, the ladies that are listening can also benefit because then they can hold the guys accountable to what Colin said they should do. So <laughs> just take the advice of someone that is newly married and for someone that's been married for five years. So we're not experts. We're not the ones out here writing books on dating and we're experts. No, no, no. Are, is we're going to share our experiences, share our stories a little bit and give some advice for some men. Um, that want to date, uh, but sometimes don't know how to date well. So just to give you a little more context for Colin and Kami's relationship, Colin, maybe just give a, a short synopsis of kind of like you and Kami's dating. Um, yeah. What did that look like? Um, how long did you guys date? And yeah, tell us a little bit about that process. Yeah, for sure. So we started dating our second semester um, in our sophomore year of college. We we were friends. We were around each other a lot. Um, 
and then we we uh, became really close and started dating our sophomore year. We dated all through college, never broke up. There may have been a couple of times we probably should have, but <laughs> we, we didn't. And um, yeah, we never broke up. And so we dated for three years. She got married in April of 2021. So um, it's, it, was a, it was a great time. It, was, it has its ups, it has its downs, it has its good times and its bad times. But, you know, we, we, chose, we chose to stick together and to, to grow through it and, God was faithful. And, you know, I would say that his hand was on our relationship from, from day one, even before we both knew it. So yeah, I got, I got very lucky. She's amazing. So come on, Cammy is amazing. Hopefully we can get her on the podcast sometime soon. Uh, Coming soon. Part two. Come on. Um, So let's talk a little bit about Christian culture and dating, because it's a very weird world when it comes to Christian culture and dating culture. So yeah, from your, from your experience, kind of what you've seen, um, obviously you have a lot of friends that are kind of like in the young adult stages. For uh, sure. What, what do you see as kind of like, how would you describe like the good, the bad, the ugly of Christian yeah. culture? First of all, it's, it's, I find myself in kind of an interesting season because the majority of my close friends and people that are around me are single. And so it's definitely interesting being the, the only married guy in the room now. Um, but yeah, I feel like I don't know about you, Augustine, but I feel like the dating, the Christian dating culture is incredibly overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. I think that that would be the first thing that I would say about it is when I talk with guys in my experience, guys, especially they overcomplicate it so much. Like when I was, when I was thinking about this before I came on, it's like, Oh, is she the one? Do I marry her? Uh, should I ask her? It's like, bro, do you know her name? Like, like start there. Like we, I feel like in a Christian dating culture, we want to jump all the way to, if we know that she's the one or this or that. And it's like, have you guys hung out before? Have you talked? Have you had a conversation? I feel like we, we talk ourselves out of dating before we even give ourselves the chance. Uh Um, And so for me, I feel like that's one of the biggest things that I have found in, in just dating culture especially with Christian guys, it's just overcomplicated. Yeah. And, and are there parts about, is our relationships difficult? Can they be? Yes, they can be. But I feel like that there are some things that are simple that we definitely overcomplicate. And um, I remember <laughs> for, for myself, um, Cammy was actually the one who showed initial interest in me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were, and we were friends for a couple years and she put me in the friend zone so hard. And I was like, that's fine. You're in the friend zone too. So for all you guys out there who feel like they're in the friend zone, there's a way out. Trust me. It doesn't have to be that way forever. There's a way out. There's a way out. He's um, a way maker. Come on. He, he's a way maker. My God. Um, but yeah. So, so I remember the day she, she expressed interest in me, I was freaking out. Like, and throughout college and when I always had a plan in my mind of when I wanted to start dating and I wasn't even going to show interest until it was that exact time. Mm. And, and when we had started dating, it was actually before that. And so that was just a, a thing that you can overcomplicate is, is the timing of it is, oh, am I ready? Oh, this, oh, that, blah, 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 blah. And so I definitely did that. I remember calling my mom and be like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I don't know. What should I do? So if you call your mom out there for advice, it's not always a bad thing. Um, right. But she, but, but she was like, what she told me this, she was like, what do you have to lose? And I, and I, I think that in Christian culture, especially regards to dating, you know, sometimes you don't have much to lose. I feel like we think that we have to be ready for marriage before we start dating. But I think that it's really good experience just to learn how to talk to somebody, how to get to know somebody's story, how to learn how to listen. And so I remember just thinking that to myself, like, you know what, like, really, what do I have to lose right now? She's a great girl. We have a connection. And and I think I want to explore that. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think that that's really what dating is, is it's exploring mutual interests. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily preparing for marriage, but I think if you have an interest or a connection with somebody and you want to get to know them more, that's a great space to do that. And so, yeah, man, I think, I think that a lot of guys and and maybe girls, even these days, we just overcomplicate dating. And I don't think that it has to be, um, but I think we do it a lot and it really restricts us from moving forward in relationships. Yeah. I think the other thing I would add to is like the idea that um, you have to know exactly what you want and what you need for your yeah, life, for your calling, for your ministry, for 
your family, you have to know it all before you can even take a step. And I think it's such a, it's such a weird thing. Cause like, what else in life do you know fully before you launch into it? Like, do you right. know your full career path before you start your first job? Like, no, you don't yeah. you do it because you're like, oh, this is a first step. And yeah. so I think in relationships, I feel like Christians are like very similar. Like I, that people overcomplicate it because they think I have to know the end game. Like I have to know that, that if I start step one, it'll be the final step if I take the right path. And I'm like, no, no one does that in life. And so yeah. sometimes I feel like it's a lack of trusting that the Lord's got you, even sure. if they're not the right person. And we'll talk about that later. Of like, what do you do like in that pursuit? But I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, yeah, just overcomplicated. Yeah. People overthink it. And because it's overcomplicated, they overthink it. Then For they sure. never take that first step. First step. Yeah. And, and I think that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a first step. And I think another question that we often ask ourselves before we pursue somebody or choose to start dating is what if I get hurt? And I feel like that question alone can be something that, or what if I get rejected or what if they don't like me back Mm -hmm. that we use to just keep us standing still and not moving forward and and dating relationships. And I think I love what you said about like how we have to trust that, that God's got us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes I think it takes like meeting a few people and going out on dates and getting to know people before you start to figure out like, Hey, what you like, or, Hey, what is your type? Mm -hmm. And, and you, cause not every person is the same. And once you get to know people and spend time with them, you pick up on that fast. You pick up on personalities that you get along with better. You pick, you pick up on like just things that you have in common, people that you like to be around. And, and I think that uh, when you start dating, that's who you should be with somebody who you like to be around. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's more than just an initial attraction, but yeah, I would, I would caution against um, not dating somebody because you're afraid to get hurt because at the end of the day, like God's got us, he's directing our steps. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I love, I love how you said that. I think, uh, well, I'll wait to say that till we get, well, here's the next question I'm thinking about. What, what do you see as the main differences between like Christians that date and non-Christians that date? Like, what do you think are like the main differences? Yeah. Honestly, I feel like, I feel like non-Christians who date, they're way more just open. Like they just put themselves out there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that it's kind of on the opposite side of, well, you know, what is Christian dating culture look like? And I think that, yes, a lot of people over overcomplicate it, but I think people in non-Christian cultures are just more willing to put themselves out there. They're a little bit looser and like to have a little bit more fun, which isn't always a bad thing, but I think they're just more open to exploring new opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately, like, that's what it comes down to. And I mean, you have shows out there like The Bachelor and all this kind of stuff going on these days. And I'm not I'm not condemning those who watch it. But I mean, like people on those type of shows and stuff like that. And you see people going on blind dates and all that kind of stuff. People are just open to connection and they're open to to getting to meet new people. And I think that that's a that's a a big thing is we think it has to be inside our own little community that we can meet a person or our own little church community. And I'm not and I'm not saying that that's wrong but I'm saying that there's so there's so much more people out there that we can contact and that we can connect with and it's just stepping out of your comfort zone and I think that as Christians we often have a hard time doing that yeah. and we're, we're people who aren't they're just more open to it and they're more willing to step out and to meet new people yeah things like that which isn't a bad thing so yeah, yeah. that's real Um, I think one thing that I noticed too, is that the, um, openness that you talked about for like people that are not Christians or maybe just not following Jesus really strong right now, um, is because they are looking for something more immediate. Like they want an immediate need. It's either an emotional need or a physical need, um, or just, uh, connection people in their life. Like they need social engagement versus like Christians. I feel like sometimes they're so they they're so long-term minded that like, that's the big difference is like a short-term mentality and a long-term mentality. And because there's like both of these mentalities, I feel like the healthy place is this middle ground where it's like, yeah, let's go have fun. Hey, I do think this person's cute. I do feel like there's some attraction there. I do like some of what I see in them. Let's go out on a date. Let's go grab coffee. But Christians have our time with that because like, well, how do you know? Like, how do you, like you have to get to know that person. But then I'm talking to people like, 
out of college, maybe like out of an ORU atmosphere where there's all these Christians around. Now they're in the real world and they're in jobs and all that. And they don't just don't have tons of young adults just around them every single day that are Christian. Yeah. So now it's like, oh, I met this Christian person at this meeting I was at or at this convention or at church, but I don't know them. Like I've never really like hung out with them and they are having to just hang out, go one-on-one to grab lunch or something. And would people like, is that a date? Is that not a date? Would it? And it's like, to your point, that overcomplication of like, a guy and a girl can go out to lunch just to get to know each other a little bit. And it's not a date and it's not a commitment to marriage. And it's not because they're trying to get these needs fulfilled. They're just trying to like, get to know somebody yeah. and from there we see where it goes. But I think that's what I see is the big difference is people are either super short-term minded or super long-term minded sure. and yeah. they get stuck in those worlds and they can't like bridge. Yeah. And I think you see that a lot in outside of Christian dating culture is just this, this term casual dating. And I know I have, I have some friends and, you know, when I ask them like, oh, you know, you went on a date, how was it? Do you like them? Blah, blah, blah. Like, can you see potential there? They're just like, I don't know. Like, I just wanted to have fun. I just wanted to have a good time. And so it's interesting to hear people's perspectives, but I agree with you. I think it gives such a great place just to get to know somebody. And yeah. I feel like, um, you know, in Christian culture, we can definitely sh- struggle with that because we don't have, we don't know what the result end result is going to be. And that can often be the thing that, that holds us back. But especially once you, once you get outside of like ORU culture or just the Christian culture you're in, it's a lot harder to meet people. Like, yeah. and, and oftentimes I feel like within Christian dating culture, we make so many preconceived judgments before we even get to know somebody. Mm-hmm. So like we look at what they're wearing, we look at who their friends are, what music they listen to, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah, oh, that, that's not for me. And we write people off um, before we even get to know them. And then, you know, you hear a lot of people complaining of like, well, I just haven't met anybody. Have you, is it that you haven't met somebody or you've already crossed people out before you've gotten to know? You're you're like like, willing to meet people because you're unwilling to meet people. And I, a lot of my Christian guy friends, they really, really struggle with that. Like they want to be in a relationship, but the type of person that they pursue has to fit this certain preconceived external mold that just doesn't exist yeah i feel like i feel like that's such a thing and 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 dating is like they they have to meet this standard and they have to look this way and they have to have this dream and they have to have this relationship with the lord i'm just here to tell somebody like you know everybody's different everybody's in a different stage of life and that doesn't mean you have to cross them out like get to know them there's probably something that you that, that you can learn from them. Yeah. And, and, you know, in my relationship with Cammy, we are alike in some ways, but they're one of the biggest points of attraction that I have to her is the areas that she's good in that I'm not. And the things that she's experienced and I haven't, mm-hmm. because I promise you, I don't, I would not want to date somebody like me. And, and, I, and I know you hear a lot of times like, Oh, would you date yourself? And I'm not saying I wouldn't date me, but like, I would rather be with somebody who is better in areas that I'm not because I love to learn and I love to grow. And I think just speaking to that, I think that that's something that can hold us back a lot in Christian dating culture is we just, we just will mark somebody off before we get to know them. Mm -hmm. And, And that is something that I would, that I would just caution, like get to know somebody, get to know their story, take them out to coffee. You're not a first date is not, you know, an engagement ring. It's, it's a first date and it's meant to get to know somebody. So I don't know. I see, I see that a lot with my friends. It's like, Oh, they're, they're not this or, Oh, I want this through that. And it's like, how do you know, get to know them. Maybe they'll surprise you. And if yeah. they don't, you have the conversation and you move on. It's not that difficult or not that complicated. I should say. Yep. One great book. If you're a young adult listening to this, that I'd recommend um, is outdated by Jonathan Pukluda. I think is how you say his last Come name. Come on. It's like a fire book. I'm actually just finishing it because I heard a lot of people talk about it. And I was like, I don't even know if I can recommend that book. So I recommend it. It's awesome. He just really calls out that idea that you have to know the end game. His thing is like, you should know what you're getting into. Like you should value that. You should respect that. But at the end of the day, like go on a date. Like it's a date. Like it's okay. Don't freak out about it. Um, And so I think that that's a really interesting resource for young adults to, to read young, young men and young women, like great resource for them to look into. 
Yeah, no, that that is great. And there are a bunch of resources out there that that can help you with this kind of thing. I think just sometimes I often find myself thinking is like, why is as Christian guys or Christian girls do we struggle so much with just taking that that first step in dating or like right. having this idea of what that person is gonna be encouraged to not let that be the thing that stops you from getting to know somebody, especially for those, you know, outside of a, of an ORU culture or Christian culture where you're surrounded by Christian people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I just find that. Why do you, why do you think that is? Why, what do you think, you know, the major differences between people that are in Christian dating culture and not, and how do you bridge that gap? What are, what are some things that we could take away from both? Yeah, I think that's, that's a good question. I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's like, um, we, we sometimes take for granted people right next to us because like you said, they don't fit the criteria. And I, yeah. so I, if you're in a heavily populated Christian young adults context, like a university or a young adults ministry at your church or whatever, sometimes you take for granted the people right next to you because it feels like you have a lot of options and it feels like you could just wait out your perfect match of what you see in your head as the perfect match. Whereas I think people that are living, maybe they're mid to upper twenties, they're working in their first full-time job, they're moving, they're in a city, maybe where they don't know a lot of people and they're trying yeah. to be people all of a sudden your mentality shifts where it's like, Oh, like this dream person I have, is that actually the goal? Like, is that actually what Jesus has called me to pursue in a future yeah. spouse? Um, or is that just something I have pieced together in my mind from TV shows and movies and songs and what I saw on Instagram and what my best friend has and what, what she's like or what he's like, and you piece it together to make yeah. this imaginary person. Cause yeah. if you're going after an imaginary person, like it's already, it's already a wrong goal. You'll be, you'll be looking for a long time. Right. And so I think honestly, if I was going to call it the dudes, since we're kind of focusing on the dudes, I think dudes say they're a lot more shallow than a lot of women are not all men but there's a lot more that are a lot more shallow she needs to look this way her personality needs to be like this and in our future she needs to be able to do this and it's usually like hovering around those three areas and if they look at a girl and they're like nope not even give her a second chance nope her personality is like not what i want so i'm not even to like give her a chance and i think you miss some amazing godly women when sure. you just look at that surface level stuff. I mean, it's like, it's like, um, you know, when, when uh, Samuel's going to anoint um, David as king, but he's looking for right. David, he's looking at all the older brothers, you know, man looks on uh, the yeah, outward, but God looks at the heart. And we like yeah. make that cute and corny. And it's like, for oh sure, yeah, yeah, of course. But like, literally, like God is looking for kings. God is looking for rulers. God is looking for those that he can trust with ministries and great opportunities for the kingdom. Yeah. And yet we're out here looking at a shell we're out here looking at the outward appearance. We're out here looking at someone's Instagram. Like, For sure. Well, have like a really cool Instagram. I don't yeah. want to spend time with her. Or yeah. she's quieter. I wanted a girl that was like really loud and fun and like likes to go out and do crazy things. It's like all that. Well, but you never gave that person a chance. You didn't even have a conversation with that person. So I think as dudes, we need to assess because um, I think girls get typecasted for this, like the perfect guy, like the Prince Charming type thing, but guys do it too. They're just a lot more yeah. shallow. So I think yeah. to your question, you bridge the divide by saying, what's my goal? And is yeah. that goal like an actually good heart goal? And if so, then it's like, okay, who are the people around you right now? And do yeah. any of them, are any of them worth a conversation? Not That's so good. marriage. Are they worth a conversation? Yeah. yeah. I, I love what you just said. And I think that's going to help so many people is look at who's around you. I think, I think we live so much in this internal bubble of our own expectations that we miss the people around us. Mm -hmm. and, and I feel like that's something that we can, we can all improve in. And I think that there's, you know, you know, one key that I feel like would help, you know, in dating is openness. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. And I think that that's one cool thing about relationships, godly relationships, is you make each other better as you progress. Yeah. So you're not going to, there's no such thing as a perfect person, yeah. you know? And, and I know with Cammie and I, like a lot of the qualities that she had, I didn't discover until like longevity. Well, longevity with somebody really starts to reveal, you yes. know, the treasure that is within them. It's not always something that that is on the surface right away. And and I was definitely one of those guys. I had the this ideal girl in my mind who did this, who did that. I was that guy. But when I met Cammy man, like she changed that for me. Like she kind of wasn't that. But mm -hmm. she showed me like and, and you know, 
being married now for five months that like, dang, I didn't even know what I wanted until like I, I saw her, like she just blew out every expectation that I ever had for dating. And I think that that's one thing for us Christian guys is I think sometimes we set the bar too low mm. and, and we only know, we only know what we know mm. and that's what we're willing to. But I think that there are some really great women out there that exceed our expectations, but I think as men, it's worth the pursuit and stepping yep. out of our comfort zone to get yeah. to know new people, to get to talk to people that maybe don't fit the mold. Cause yep. I think that holds us back in so many ways. Absolutely. That's a great word. So let's get really practical because I think people want to know really it's huge, man. So here's the practical question. Help the men, the godly men out there, uh, out with some really practical advice and the practical advice help them out with is how do you ask someone out? How do you do it? What does it look like? Walk them through step-by-step. Step. How do you, you, you found a girl, you're like, okay, I want to ask her out for coffee. I want to ask her out for lunch or whatever. Yeah. How do you do it? Yeah. Don't do it through the DMS. Trust me. I will get my wife on here and tell you, and she will tell you guys like that girls do not want to be asked out through a DM. Mm -hmm. If they don't know your name, they're probably not going to want to go on a date with you. And so I would start there, like ask them in person. I don't care if it's after class. I don't care if you've never talked to them before. Yep. I, I, th I think like one of the greatest, if there's someone cute in your class or that you work with or this or that, be like, hey, my name's blah, blah, blah. You look really cool. I'd love to get to know you more. Would you like to go grab a cup of coffee? Like, I think, I think that that's simple, but I think that it's the most effective way. Cause I think oftentimes we dance around it and we overcomplicate it. And, you know, we hide behind a screen because, you know, oftentimes we're afraid to be rejected and we'd rather be rejected through a screen than face to face. Okay. But like, that's just not an, as, as effective of a strategy. I think sometimes in some cases it can be. I know a lot of people that have met over the internet. I'm not saying that that's wrong. But if this person is in your circle, you best believe that you ask them face-to-face. -face. Face and I think your terminology was huge. I don't want people to miss it. You didn't even say date in the question to the girl, right? right? You just said, hey, I want to get to know you more. Hey, yeah. you want to go grab a cup of coffee? I'd love to like get to know your story more. Hey, right. notice you said this thing about your family or about where you've been or your, your, your aspirations for your career. Um, I'd like to get to know more about that. Would you like to go grab lunch? Very yeah. simple to the point and not this ambiguous. I want to see if I, if God has a desire for us to be together, let me pray about it. According relationship. Like where does all this come from? Take away the fluff. Make yep. it simple. Yep. And I think, you know, if maybe you're not ready to go up to somebody randomly, um, which is fine. I think one other like effective thing, if you have just an interest in somebody, put your, find a way to put yourself in their way. Like if they're in class, like try and get in their group for a project. Yeah. Or if, if you, you know, you have classes next to each other, try to like bump into them after class or, you know, whatever it may be. I think sometimes like just putting yourself in their way to create opportunity for just random conversation for them to get familiar with you. I think that that's super useful. Cause I know that sometimes it's hard just to walk up to a stranger and ask them out. But if you're not ready to do that, that's fine. But I think it's essential to finding a way to put yourself like in there on their radar, because otherwise, like, how are they going to ever know who you are? And, and I do think that, that that can be tough sometimes. They're like, wait, you're asking me out. Like, who are you? I don't know anything about you. That can be tough. But I do know, like, just putting yourself in their in their way somehow, some way, just to get them to see like, hey, I'm here. Um, I think that that's also a good strategy as well. When it comes to like just having interest in somebody, like you said, and wanting to get to know them more, like find a way to get in their group, find a way to get in their, in their, in their way. I know that kind of sounds weird, but. Uh, so what about uh, the guy does it? He asks her out to go get lunch or coffee or whatever. Denied. Girl says, no, no, thanks. I'm not really interested. Okay. Now speak to that dude. What do you, what do you say to that dude? He, he's put himself out there. He tried. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think our first instinct as guys, or maybe even girls in general, is we just feel like we're not good enough, or there is something about us that was wrong or that we messed up or we said it wrong. And 
I don't know if I know too many instances of where a girl has said no to a date because a guy said something wrong. And we'll go back to, to our, our homes or our rooms or whatever. And we beat ourselves up over like, oh, they said no, because I did this. Yep. No, man, maybe it's just that it's not a good time for her. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I think oftentimes it's not putting the blame on them, but it's just having the understanding that like, hey, there's maybe is more going on there than you know. And there's no reason to go back to your room and to, uh, beat yourself up over it. And I know that this is such a cheesy quote, but I really do love it. And it's that like re- rejection is nothing more than redirection. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I do believe that like, I would rather be rejected than know that I'd never even tried yeah. because then I at least know like, okay. And, and, and you can even accord, incorporate the God card into that. Like, Oh, I should pray about it first. Like if God doesn't want you with that person, he will make that very clear mm-hmm. as you move forward. But I think in, in dating, it's important to take small steps, even if that means a rejection, um, because it's not the end of the world. There's always going to be another, you know, there, there will be somebody else, Mm -hmm. but, um, I think it's, it's important not to just beat yourself up over every little thing and Mm -hmm. to not let every little detail of how to perfectly say it and how to perfectly do it, having this perfectly executed plan to be the root of your success. Like be confident in who God has created you to be. Be confident in what's in you. Be confident that you have something to offer because girls, girls love that. And I think oftentimes if you walk up to somebody and you're not confident and you don't know who you are, they feel that. And they're like, Oh, that was weird. Like this dude, like could barely talk to me and he wants me to go out with me. Yeah. No guys be confident, be confident in, in who you are and who God has created you to be because girls like that and they feel safe in that. And so not, not a cockiness. There's a difference. There's a difference between being cocky. There's a difference between having confidence. And so like, in in those opportunities, like if you do get rejected or if it doesn't go your way, that doesn't define your identity. That doesn't define your future. You know, there may just be something going on that you will never know or understand, but like be confident in who God has called you to be and that he's, he's guiding your steps. Yes. And I'd say to echo what you said, guys that are listening know your identity before you try to lead someone else or be in relationship with someone else like yeah, that's, that's huge the disservice to her because like that yeah. means you're not coming in doesn't mean you have to have it all together but it means that you're yeah. growing in confidence in who god has called you to be so um yeah. a girl will not give you that a girl will not give you and if she does it's not going to be good because that's yeah. not something that can last and you know majority of of women that i've talked to that are married you know they love that they love when they love when a guy can lead them spiritually and that comes from knowing who you are in christ they don't want to have to tell you who you are you know what i'm saying and so i love how you said that like know who you are in christ before you take that step because um it it will just help yep 100 so let's talk to the dude now that um is in a dating relationship Okay. They're, um, they're going on dates. They're officially boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, they're, they're going for real on the dating thing. Um, what advice do you have for a guy that's in a dating relationship, maybe from you and Cammy's experience of for sure. what, what are some tips that you give guys as they kind of, now they're officially dating? How do they yeah. do? I want to, I want to speak to like two different, two different dudes, because my situation was a little bit different than a lot of people. Um, that I know. And the fact that Kimmy and I were friends first. Mm. And, and I think that that, and then maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later, but like, if you can be friends with somebody before you start dating them, it will only help truly. I don't think that's the case in every situation. I think that oftentimes, you know, people that catch your eye, you may have not had interactions before, but that leads to, you know, to my, my point or advice, like be friends, Mm -hmm. like, like you, you're dating, but like, that doesn't mean you don't have to be friends. I think when one of the, the keys to Cam and I's relationship and the keys to our success to this point is the fact that we were friends first. Yeah. And no matter what, we fall back on that. Like, um, you know, in our, our communication, it can suck sometimes. And maybe not every day you get along as much, but our relationship started out of a friendship of enjoying being around each other, of hanging out, of doing things together. And so that would be my tip. Like if you start dating somebody, do things that you enjoy, get to learn what the other person likes to do. Mm. I think one thing that Kimmy and I, we struggled with at first is we talked about too much too fast. And what I mean by that is, is like in my head, she was way better at this than I was. 
but just like in my mind, I'm like, we've been talking about, I'm thinking, is she the one? Is she the one? Am I doing this right? Am I leading this right? I think that boundaries are important in those sense. And, and it is not a bad thing to keep it into the back of your mind, but have fun, like yeah. enjoy doing things together. It's a fun season of life. And I think we made it very difficult on ourselves by talking about too much too fast. Mm-hmm. And the thing that you'll learn in the context of relationship is there come there comes points where you have to have conversations. And so the, 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 you know, environment of the relationship will bring forth conversations on its own. Don't try and force them right off the bat. I think like some of the best things that you can do as a dude who just started dating, ask good questions, learn how to be a good listener. Like like that though. I'm not even, I know you hear that a lot, but I'm telling you because of Cami, I'm a much better listener and it's helped me in my ministry. It's helped me in my other relationships. Like I started off being the guy that had to sit, get every word in, but I've learned the value in learning how to listen. And like, I feel like it does you an advantage because you get to hear their heart and you get to hear what makes them tick, what they like, what they don't like. But oftentimes we'll, we'll check out and we miss those things that really could be to our advantage. And so like, as you ask good questions, get to know them, do things that they like to do. It's fun. It's, it's a pursuit. The per, I feel like that there's a pursuit in dating that they're, it's different than in marriage. That's kind of exciting. Like when people come to me like, oh, bro, should I text her? Should I ask her? I'm like, dang, I've been out of the game for a minute, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so like that stuff is fun. The, un- the uncertainty, it really is fun. Mm-hmm. And I think like take advantage of that when you start dating, ask questions, enjoy it, um, do things that you like to do together, learn what each other likes and just things like that. Yeah, no, that's great. I'd add one thing from Allie and I's relationship that when we started dating, we made it a priority was to um, not be that couple that is so isolated and so yeah. weird and puts off this atmosphere of like, you can't be around this couple because they're that's great. I love that. Each other. And I was like, when you're dating, the best thing for you is being surrounded by community. And so I know it's sure. harder for certain people than others based on like where you are in, in life and your season. Um, but bringing people into your relationship is possible regardless. So um, even if you're not surrounded by, you know, friends and stuff, you can always bring people in via Zoom. You can always, yeah. your friends come into town, bring them around her. When her friends come into town, bring, have them come and be around you, like surround and insulate your relationship with community. Yeah. Uh, not only because it's good, like for checking you a little bit, but also it adds a lot of richness and then you model what a healthy relationship should look like to other people. Not that you know all together, you're the perfect dating couple, but this idea of like, we want other people speaking into our relationships than just her and I. So we were around, we'd have some date nights where we'd invite other people out with us. Like we're like, Hey, like not even other couples, just other people like, Hey, yeah, we want to hang out tonight. But what if we all go to this coffee shop and we'll invite some people and we'll all go hang out. So it's like, Allie and I didn't always have a date night, just the two of us, or we no, didn't really do it in some private park and just us and super romantic for hours and hours and hours. Cause that leads a bad path sometimes. So we're always like, Hey, let's, we'll let's talk let's, about it. Let's, Don't do it to them. <laughs> I'm all for romantic date nights. I, I think they're really 100%. good in a dating. We all know you're a romantic August. I am, you know, you know, I am, but if that's all Allie and I did, we would not be where we are today. Like we had Dude, to that was so romance. Good. And like, like you said, friendship, but bringing other people into that, like, and and then, and, and allowing community to encourage you. And I'd say my one last thing there is like, uh, as a dude, you should always know you are never her source ever, ever, ever. Like if you are following Jesus, then that you cannot, you're competing with Jesus. If you are trying to be her source and that's her source, emotionally, spiritually, you can be um, a support to her and encouragement to her in that dating season. But at the end of the day, your number one response should be, Hey, I'll pray for you, but I'm going to encourage you to go get alone with Jesus in that. Hey, I'm going to be reading the scripture, trying to find an answer and encouragement for you, but I'm going to encourage you to go to the scripture and do that. Or, you know what, that's not a good thing for me to talk with you about, because I don't know that much. What if you go to someone that's a little older and wiser and do that? If you can be a man that's humble enough to step back and push her towards other people in source like that, That right there sets you up for a lifetime. Um, I'm so just, true. So please so do that true. dating relationship. And, and I just real quick, I think I think a key to that is intentionality. That's mm-hmm. I think that when you start dating somebody, it's good to be together. There's this fun. There's this this excitement. But that space 
doesn't just appear. Like you have to make it, you have to be intentional about like, Hey, let's let this people come in or, Hey, let's invite this group of people or, Hey, this couple, let's get to know them. You have to be intentional about it. And, and I, I found myself when I started dating, fighting this tension of, Oh, am I spending too much time with her? What is the right amount of time to spend this and that? And like, I think I had to learn that, Hey, it's okay that, you know, on Sunday nights that she goes and does her thing and I do mine. And and we did that. Like, I don't know why, but Sunday nights were just always our night where we just split apart for like half the day. We went to church together. We got lunch and then we just didn't really see each other much. And it, it was so great because I was able to, you know, invest into the other dudes in my life. And that accountability is huge. And it filled me up in a way that I just couldn't, she couldn't fill that gap in my heart and I couldn't fill that gap in her heart. Yeah. And so, yeah, I found myself finding that tension is what's the right amount of time to spend with each other, but like, it's okay to go your separate ways for a night or for an evening or an afternoon, because honestly, when you come back, you're like, dang, like I missed you. Like, well, what's been going on? It it creates Mm -hmm. more to talk about and things. So that's a great point. I, I, I loved how you said that good it's good um okay as we're kind of like finishing up i guess want to let you give a charge to the dudes um yeah what will be your charge to you know godly young men these young adults that want to do it right that want to pursue women well respect them honor them um but you know it's hard we live in a very sexualized culture we live in a culture where maybe people aren't surrounded by community like how would you encourage young men to pursue women well? Yeah, I think, I think that that's, it's so important. And we live in a culture, like you said, where that's, that's incredibly difficult and it's not an easy thing to do, but I think it takes fight. And I think that that's one thing that you have to have to realize is like relationships aren't just given they're formed. You have to work to form them. And I think where that starts is as a man, you have to invest into yourself. I think one of the biggest things in relationships is you always want to point at the other person and say, no, because you did that, because you said that. And we always want to point fingers. But I think this is really in, 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 a, in a situation, it's okay to look at yourself. And I think that that's one thing in, in, in Christian culture is, is we we discuss the sense of, of pride and it's, it's never me, or I shouldn't be talking about myself. But I think in this situation, it's okay to look inward and yourself be like, no, like I messed up in that area. No, I need to grow in that area. I need to be spoken into in that area. And so I think that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why Cammy and I are where we are today is because we committed to Mm self-growth and we, we, we do our best and we prioritize never blaming each other and that's, that's with physical boundaries. That's with spiritual, mental, like all, all of physical health. Like we prioritize our own growth and we don't make each other responsible for it. I am responsible for my growth. She is responsible for hers. Of course we support each other in that, but it is not her job to make sure that I'm okay spiritually. That's mine to steward. Mm-hmm. And that would, and, and I know that's, well, what does that have to do with relationships? Don't you want to show up to be the best that you can be for the person that you care the most about? Come on, that's and I good. think, and I think that that takes investment and that takes time in yourself so that you can show up to be the best for that person. And I just found myself coming out of a season of life where I wasn't my best self. And every time I looked at her, I knew it. And I knew that she deserved to for me to be the best that I can be. And I know that that sounds selfish, but it's actually selfless because you're thinking of the other person, but you're taking the time to be like, no, I need to do my work. I need to take care of my stuff. And I think that that's okay. And you support each other and you love each other through that. But I would encourage you guys just with physical boundaries, with spiritual things, and just put the work in for yourself. And, and then, you know, like we talked about, having fun with each other, getting to know each other. You don't have to know right away. I think the mystery is so fun. And I, when I was in it, I hated it, but now being on the other side of it, it's never when you're married, it's not really something you get back again. The mystery of what if, or is this going to work out or this or that, that, that mystery or uncertainty, it kind of disappears a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like, enjoy it, embrace it, ask questions, Mm -hmm. go to God with, with your things and just, enjoy that season of life because it, it's really not for, for forever. It's much shorter than you think it is. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. What, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, 
I guess to close, my thought would be uh, dating is often overrated in our culture and especially yeah. in Christian culture. It's overrated. At the end of the day, I can say confidently, marriage is 10,000 times better than dating. Um, oh, I, I, I was not a great, a, a great dater or <laughs> loved it by any means. Being married is so much better. Especially for Christians, dating is so limiting. It's yeah, so limiting. If you're not a Christian... It might be the best thing in the world because there's no commitments and you can get what you want, do what you want, and really not care about the long-term results for the most part. But for a Christian that's trying to date well and according to biblical standards and dating context community, it's hard. Like dating is hard. So my advice would be like, don't glamorize dating and make it sound like it's this end goal. Like to me, marriage was my end goal, but I didn't look at dating as like, I just got to get married. And I didn't look at dating as like, if I'm dating that my life's going to be better. Like my life yeah. is not about making your life better. And again, if you're thinking that way, you already have a very selfish mentality. You need For to go sure. dating and be like, I am ready to give to someone. I am ready to serve someone. I'm ready to join with someone and have a good time and do yeah. dance and do corny stuff. Like that's great. But at the end of the day, like if you think that is going to be what makes you happy, then you've missed it. Don't rush into yeah. dating. Don't rush after um, that girl, because you think you'll be more of a man or your life will be more complete, or you can start a new season. Like don't rush into it when yeah. you're ready, you'll know it. And God's going to bring that right girl into your That's life great. around you where you can initiate yeah. the conversation. Yeah. But to me, it's like, don't over glamorize it. Don't get caught yeah. in that Christian rat race of like, you're not important until you start dating, or you don't really truly start your ministry or start your life with Jesus. Yeah. Until you- start dating or get married. It's all lies. It's stupid. Don't. Yeah. yeah. And and I think just speaking to, you know, the physical intimacy of, of relationships, especially in dating, I feel like it's more of a distraction than it is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like when you bring in physical intimacies into a dating relationship, it takes away from what dating was meant to be. It's really a, a time to explore, to get to know somebody. And like very quickly, if you get too that's your only point of connection mm-hmm. it becomes all about like what what feels good in the moment and and what you have to offer me and it and it disrupts the season of dating it's because you're like oh this feels good or i want this and that becomes your point of commonality and then one day you realize that that's not all you need but you really have no idea who that person is and so many people like break up because of that so i would just i would just you know, piece of advice it's worth the wait it's worth, it's worth the wait, um, for, for the right season, for the right person. And it's worth the fight. The dating is worth the fight. Get to, get to know the person, get to, um, know what they like, learn how to serve them. It's worth the fight. Dating isn't always easy. And I, and I would, I wish that it, it was, but it's worth it. And it's yeah. a fun time. And it, you learn so much about yourself and, and the person that you're pursuing and pursue well, like, guys, your girl is, is worth the pursuit and, and pursue them, pursue them, you know, like, like God would watch, watch over them, get to know them, uh, create a safe place for them. So, um, beautiful. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I said, well said that was, that was awesome. I think that is the heart of pursuing a woman. Well, is you want to be challenged by them. You don't want them to make you more comfortable or more lax or yeah. make you less of the person God's called you to be. They want, and we can both attest from Cami and Allie, both they're people that challenge us in For our do sure. with the Lord. They challenge us in our leadership and in the best way. Like they, they cause us to be better leaders. They cause us to be better communicators, better listeners. Like they push us. And so if you're a guy out there and you're wondering, man, how do I start to filter through girls as I'm talking to them? Do they challenge you? Or do they just like pat you on the back and make you feel good about yourself as a man? Like, yeah, you want to be encouraged by the person in your life, but you need to be challenged. You need someone that's going to push you to become more like Jesus, more in alignment with who he's called you to be, remind you who you are when you're discouraged. Like you need someone that's strong and that will push you. And (laughs) Allie and Allie and Cammie can both do that. We can. And I think that's the thing. I think oftentimes as men, when, when things start to get challenging or, or hard, we, we resist. I encourage you guys to press into that because you'll find out so much more of who you are and yeah. who the person you're with is. And so if, if things get difficult, don't just, you know, back out, like press into it, dig into that growth. That's what dating is for. I feel like we are like, there's such a misconception with dating and, I, and then we'll wrap this up. It's like, it always has to be easy. 
Mm. But it's not, it's, it's you know, I, th- I think it is fun and it you is that good. Part again? You cut out. I don't want to miss it. Say that thing you just said. I was going to say that I think sometimes we, we see dating as it has to be easy and it has to always be fun. And if it's not those things, it's wrong. And that person isn't right. No, I would say some of the healthiest relationships that I've seen, you know, they, they went through some stuff as a dating couple. And I, because I think it forces you to be the best that you can be and to pull out the best in you and it helps you to have more fun. And so I'm not saying like, oh, your, your, your dating relationship has to be hard, but I'm saying it's not uncommon for it to be hard. And you're not the only couple who struggles because you start it's your first time getting to know somebody. You don't know each other yet. I don't care how long you've known the person. And so of course you're going to make each other mad. Of course you're going to go through things together because it's new. And so I see so many guys just dip out on relationships right away because it gets difficult. But I'm telling you, press into that, get to know each other. Don't let it be the thing that stops you that's where your relationship becomes stronger is in those difficult moments and, and dating. It's such a great time to, to pursue that and to work through it. Come on. Woo. What a way to end it right there. That's the challenge. Like get challenged, push through it and get better from it. Hey, at the end of the day, right. we're all being refined. And if we're all trying to become more like Jesus, we're not going to do that in a comfortable fashion. It's going to be uncomfortable. And sometimes um, someone right next to you, um, someone you're dating maybe a spouse in your future, if that's the right person, they will be the best person to do that for you is to push you to become more like Jesus. And at the end of the day, that's, that's the goal. You want to find someone that you can date that they care more about who you're becoming more like Jesus than anything else, anything else in life. And I've, that's why I love Ali. That's why I love Cami for you. Like for sure, they, they do that exactly. Yeah. And that's their heart. And if it's not right, you know, you have the Holy Spirit in you. God is leading you and, and he'll make it clear. Yep. So, so just trust that. Trust that. Man, Colin, thank you so much for jumping on. And sure. it's always so fun talking to you about this kind of stuff. And yeah, yeah. I hope our uh, our listeners were leaning in, taking some notes. But uh, if you need to catch Colin, he's up there at Elevation. So go go yeah. say hi to, to Pastor yeah. Colin out there. <laughs> Come on. Hey, thank you everyone for listening to the Sonship and Sexuality podcast. Until next time, this is Augustine. This is Colin. We signing out. Bye, guys.